Tvameva mata cha pita tvameva Tvameva bandhu cha sakha tvameva Tvameva vidyadravinam tvameva Tvameva saranam mamadeva deva I bow to that infinite God in all of you. Many years ago, I was in Calcutta in a taxi, and the driver was a Sikh. And he had a picture of Guru Nanak on his dashboard. And I told him that there's a song that we, in our organization, love to sing of Guru Nanak's. Hey, Hari Sundara, hey, Hari Sundara. Hey, Hari Sundara, hey, Hari Sundara. Tere charana parashishana mao, Tere charana parashishana mao, He hari sundara, he hari sundara, He hari sundara, he hari sundara, Bano bano me shamala shamala, Bano bano me shamala shamala, Giri giri me unnata unnata, Giri giri me unnata unnata Sarita sarita chanchala chanchala Sarita sarita chanchala chanchala Sagara sagara gambhira he Sagara sagara gambhira he He hari sundara He hari sundara हे हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर तेरे चरण पर शीर्ष नमो तेरे चरण पर शीर्ष नमो हे हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर सेवक जन के सेव सेव कर सेवक जन के सेव सेव कर प्रेमी जनों के प्रेम प्रेम कर प्रेमी जनों के प्रेम प्रेम कर दुखी जनों के वेदना वेदना दुखी जनों के वेदना वेदना जोगी जनों के आनंद है जोगी जनों के आनंद है है हरि सुंदर Hey, Hari Sundara. And I sang this song for him. I said, we love to sing this song. I was so touched by, by the response of that taxi driver. He said, naturally, sir, what would life, what would life be without singing to God? How wonderful that a taxi driver, just earning money with his meter, could think like that. That's what I love about India. No, in no other country have I seen love for God as in this country. Love of singing for God. Love of the joy of God.
This is what you have. Don't lose it. When I was in India back in the early, late 50s, early 60s, I was a little worried. And yet I knew that it had to, had to happen. That India had to pass through a materialistic phase. They couldn't just be living in the Dark Ages or the Medieval Ages. India had to come up. It had to have cars. It had to have television. It had to have all these things. I was a little bit worried, but not too worried. And I'll tell you why I wasn't too worried. I remember getting off the, train, the plane here in New Delhi one time many years ago. And I was surrounded by darkness. It was late at night. All the people in the bus were tourists, American Western tourists. Not a single visual impression to make me feel that I was in India, except the bus was a bit somewhat rattly. I was going to Connaught Circus. There wasn't any outward thing that made me feel I was in India. And yet somehow out of the soil, I felt this joy, this power that the rishis have implanted in this earth. My guru wrote a poem in which he ends, it's called, My India, I am hallowed. My body touched that sod. Be grateful for what you have. As I am, in a sense, a tourist in a space zone, you're a tourist in a time zone. Who knows how many lives you're going to live here. But the job that India gives you, India is the guru of the world. The destiny of India is to inspire man everywhere with love for that one truth. There isn't another religion that speaks of moksha as the Hindu religion does. Oh, sure, it's got a lot of, it's sort of like a tree that needs pruning. There's a lot of ignorance. Ignorance is 50-50, and I've been asked the same stupid questions in India as I've been asked in America and Italy and Germany and elsewhere in the world. It's not that individuals have that, but that power is there, and if you tune into it, there is a wonderful grace here. I'd like to read a passage from Conversations with Yogananda. A visitor, the master told us, asked me yesterday, who made God? Many ask that question. That is because they live in the realm of causation. Everything to their way of thinking must have a cause since that is how everything happens in this world. God, however, is the supreme cause. He has no need of being caused or, or created. He is the very cause of, of causation. The truth is nothing is really created anyway. The spirit simply manifests the universe. Ultimately, nothing causes anything, for nothing in actuality is even happening. Now this consciousness that God is the only reality, that that's the only underlying all the changes, all the waves of the, on the ocean of time, on the ocean of space, 
Underlying all of that, there is that one reality. Don't let the realities, the seeming realities, which are not really realities at all, don't let them take precedence in your life. Understand that behind it all there is a self that is watching and always saying, when will you come home? When will you get tired of this great play that you're enjoying so much? When will it finally sicken and tire you? Because every single fulfillment that you achieve in life has to end in a disappointment. You know, because the world is even like the ocean, the waves, every time there's an up wave, there has to be a down wave. Everything is duality. Everything is daita. That means that for every plus, there's a minus. That means that for every success, there's going to be a failure. For every fulfillment, there's going to be a disappointment. You cannot get away from that. That's what life is all about. And isn't it an irony to think that life after life after life, God knows how many thousands of lives, millions of lives, who knows? All that effort is for nothing? That's really what it is, because the sum total of every plus and minus has to be zero. You have to cancel it out finally in God. Now, you, you know the dice are loaded. You know the story of the Mahabharata in which the dice that Yudhisthira was playing in that dice game were loaded. Shakuni cheated him. Well, that dice is loaded too. You cannot find what you want in the world as long as you think that you're going to get it in this thing and that thing. The dice are loaded. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be thrown into one despair after another. But there's another kind of loading in the, of these dice that is much more charming. The dice are loaded in favor of the God within you. You are a part of him, and you cannot get away from that destiny. That's the only thing you can't get away from. You can't get away from yourself. And that self is not your ego. You are not a man. You are not a woman. You are not Indian. You are not a American. You are not human. You are the infinite spirit. And someday, and why let it go on and on and on, always thinking, well, but when I get this together, then I'll have it. You won't. You just won't. Sooner or later, everything will become a shambles. And your dearest ones die. And you think how cruel life is. You know, it was God who came to you in that form. And God will leave again, back to himself. Death isn't as cruel as it seems. Its real purpose is to help you to understand who was it really who loved me and my mother, in my father, in my children, in my friends, in my wife, my husband. It was always God. That's why... In the marriage ceremony in, in India, the husband sees the wife as the manifestation, should see the wife as a manifestation of Divine Mother, and the wife as a manifestation of God. And that certain dignity that you find in that kind of marriage leads to a much deeper love than the passion that people get so drunk with. And the more the passion, the more the unhappiness. The more the ups and emotional glee in marriage, the more the disappointment and unhappiness. 
the secret to happiness is even-mindedness. The secret to happiness is to think of God all the time, to practice his presence. Don't think this is something that you have to do when you're old, you're tired, you're sick of it all, and finally you give a few last breaths to God. Make friends with him now. You know, there was a woman who met Yogananda when she was in her 80s. This was in Seattle. She had been an atheist all her life. When she met him, suddenly she became completely transformed. He had that effect on people. And she became a devotee. Do you know that in the few years that remained to her, she found liberation? Now that is not a small thing. Obviously she had good karma already buried under materialistic environment. But still, with her devotion to God and Guru, she was able to cut through all the silken cords of Maya and find freedom. That is our destiny. That is what you were created for. Don't give too much time to the pressing duties of life. They won't last long. The cause and effect of karma it's not really karma in the end. There is no karma. There is only that one. But as long as you're acting, you might as well act in the right way and do the right things. And this is getting good karma. And if you work in the wrong way, you get bad karma. And that creates a veil over your mind so that you don't see things clearly anymore. And so karma prevents you. But it's only your own actions and your own dream thoughts in the end Every soul is pure. You are as good as Krishna and Rama and Yogananda and all the great masters who ever lived. You are that. Don't think of yourself just as me. How could I be anything? Who am I? Don't identify yourself with this little body and this little ego. And when the body suffers, it won't, it's not that important. I remember one time I had open-heart surgery, and the surgeon came to me then a couple of days later. He said, how are you feeling? I said, I feel great. He said, oh, come on now. You have to be in a lot of pain. They had given me a new valve and replaced one. There was one bypass. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm, I, physically I'm a little pain, but... My heart feels so much better. I feel it's like a friend to me now instead of an enemy. The doctors had told me that if I didn't have this operation, I could die any day in my sleep. My heart sometimes would go down so slowly that I could easily just conk out, as they say. But I felt great because I'm in myself. Why be in your body? Don't let your body determine your happiness. Don't let the way your friends act don't react to the world determined to be a cause, not an effect. Even though in this world nothing is really caused by anything, nonetheless, as long as you're acting, you have to act, and that means either being a cause or an effect. Choose to be a cause. Choose not to be an effect. Choose your own attitudes. Choose your own directions and say, this is who I am and this is what I will be. In this way, you will find the kind of freedom that it takes to be a master. You can be like any master who ever lived. That's what Yogananda came to teach us.
God bless you. In India there lived by the banks of a stream A hermit whose prayers chose applause for their theme He gazed at the flowers and he smiled at the sun Then he clapped with delight Lord, he cried, oh, well done Well done, Lord, oh, very well done the mountains that laugh with the gypsy clouds, the fields smile to welcome the sun. All nature sings praises aloud. The fields smile to welcome the sun. All nature sings praises aloud. The tree stands to show their elation. A day on God's earth has begun. In speechless wonder is bound, and every true heart in creation, in speechless wonder is bound. Well done, Lord, oh, very well done. The joy that you've planted in children's hearts, the thrill known in bearing a son, the hope when a trial departs. The thrill known in bearing a son, the hope when a trial departs. The gladness of men in their neighbors, of youth in its victories won. Our joys are the proof of your labors. How wonderful, Lord, are your arts. Our joys are the proof of your labors. How wonderful, Lord, are your arts. Well done, Lord, oh, very well done. At last I discovered the mystic key. The world's joyful secretive one replies to your sweetness in me. The world's joyful secretive one replies to your sweetness in me. For here in my heart lies the answer, your love shedding light like the sun. All life seems to leap like a dancer. When gazing I see only thee All life seems to leap like a dancer When gazing I see only thee